Brew Strong is brought to you by Blickman Engineering, home of the top-tier brewing stand. Visit them online at BlickmanEngineering.com. for the beer radio you've been looking for. This is the show that dispels myths, tackles the toughest topics, and makes no apologies for geeking out on beer. Hosted by two guys that drink before they think, Jamil Zainashev and John Palmer. This is Brew Strong. Hey, howdy, hey, my brewing brothers and sisters. Greetings, greetings. Good to, good to see you all again. So it was a very cretinish thing for me to do. I apologize. <laughs> it, no was just, it was coming. I couldn't hold on to it. No, here's a here's a fist bump. I liked it. It was, it was slippery. Slippery when wet. Uh, speaking of slippery and wet, <laughs> how about uh, our great uh, friend John Blickman? <laughs> when he's standing in the rain without a hat, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, they they make uh, great products uh, for innovating your homebrew. That's right. Um, yeah, uh, Blickman Engineering. There, they've been uh, great sponsors and uh, great friends, and uh, very happy to uh, continue that long-standing relationship. Yeah. In fact, if you look in the archives, you'll see a, a show a couple weeks ago where he was with us uh, in the studio. Yeah. Had a real good, real good show on. Uh, nano brewing equipment and so on mm-hmm. yeah he was in uh doing something with uh more beer there right more beer now is carrying all the full line of blickman engineering products so you right. can go there you can go to northernbrewer.com they've got them all as well yep yeah, a lot, uh, a lot, a lot of a lot of your and you know you can go to your local retail shop your local uh, homebrew retailer and they can get blickman engineering products as well so right uh, you know, I would, I would try there first and mm-hmm. uh, support support your local homebrew shop. But uh, uh, you know uh, that Blickman Engineering stuff that's that's some good equipment. It just really is. I uh, I use it all the time. Yep, there you go. So uh, uh, do us a favor and support our uh, our fine sponsor. At the very least, go to BlickmanEngineering dot com. Blickman with two ends, and uh, uh, check out their stuff. And then. Uh, Send uh, John Blickman an, an email and say how much you uh, appreciate uh, what he does. Yeah, support the show. Is the show and the homebrewing community? He's, he's very true. much about doing uh, doing stuff to uh, support the community as a whole. I think he's he's very passionate. I mean, the guy could do a lot of different engineering things just to earn money. Right. right. I think he's just really thrilled to be part of the homebrew community and and participate and and uh, be a benefactor in some way so a yep. uh, very cool dude and, and cool company all right uh today we're gonna go into uh a q a yep we'll do some q a on uh, homebrewing topics and mm-hmm. a couple of pro pro topics as well i think yeah we hadn't uh we hadn't uh done a homebrew q a quite some time we did that whole progasm which was like two months or three months six months long or whatever yeah. it was so Quite a while. Yeah, we haven't, uh, haven't had a chance to do homebrew Q and A, so we're going to do some of this, and we might bounce back a, a topic or two on on the on the pro side as well, because we still got a lot of good questions coming in and material on that. But um, you know, we thought we'd just uh, knock out some of your your questions that come in, and if you have questions for us, uh, the good way to do it is to make the subject matter, uh, you know, Q and A. Right. Uh, and send it to uh, Bruce Strong. Strong at the Brewing Network.com. Right. And then we'll get it and we'll compile them and we'll have more QA shows like this. We'll print them out, we'll mm-hmm. highlight them, we'll fold them in airplanes. <laughs> we'll, and maybe uh, we'll answer them. We'll uh, kind of sound out the difficult words for JP. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> But uh, actually, I'm, I'm going to pay for that. I'm going to have to read this one myself. Right. So, right. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, well, you guys are reading these now, so have fun. <laughs> yeah. Well, th- this one's this one's from uh, Burr, uh, John, Jan uh, Halberfeld. Uh, sure. Something like that. Sugar additions. 
And he goes, hey, guys, for a long time, been brewing West Coast-inspired beers, um, but now I find myself brewing more standard Belgian beers. He says, I recently brewed a Category 18D Belgian Golden Strong Ale using a recipe from my battered copy of Brewing Classic Styles, and it calls for plenty of candy sugar. He says he's using uh, 1.2 kilograms or almost 3 pounds and uh, started wondering about how to add that to his fermentation. Should he put it all in the boil? Um, should he hold some out and feed it, feed that sugar to the fermentation bit by bit? Um, he says he went the, uh, the f- additions to the fermentation route. And his question is, uh, is my procedure just extra work or, and will it re- would the result be have been just the same if he had put it all into the boil? So. No, the result's different. I guarantee you that. How different it is, that's that's the question. So generally, you know, if you're using a lot of simple sugar and you're, you can sometimes have trouble getting the beer to finish out as dry as you want, right. um, you can go ahead and start fermentation without any of the sugar you know, let the the yeast chew through all that maltose, and uh, as it as you see things start to start to slow down, you go ahead and you make up a, a slurry, a really thick slurry of the sugar, yeah. and then you dose it in and add that. You know, you can add a little bit every day, and and you know, get the uh, the yeast to continue uh, fermenting, and that's about the best way to get, to, especially when they're doing. If you want to do a really high alcohol beer, that's one of the tricks right. to do that. But, um, you know, if it's a smaller amount of sugar, if it's 10% or less, then I wouldn't worry about it. Just make sure you pitch enough yeast. If it's, um, you know, a higher amount of sugar, then, well, maybe you should should consider this. But uh, I I guarantee it it makes for a different beer. Yeah. um, It may not be that significant. Yeah. I I think the point you bring up about the 10%, that's, that's a good rule of thumb terms of the amount of simple sugars that you have in the beer if you have more than that and you're going to put it in all at once at the beginning then uh, there is a tendency for the yeast to focus on the simple sugars and leave the more complex you know maltose maltotrios uh unfermented mm-hmm. uh, and then you can have a higher than higher than desired finishing gravity all right all right. So, good no, question. Good question. All right, let's do this. Let's take a short break. When we come back, more of your questions after this. When you hear Blickman Engineering, think innovation, passion, quality, and customer service. Blickman Gear is designed by brewers to give you a sense of pride in your equipment. At Blickman, they know what makes brewing a pain and build gear that makes it fun. Like the Intuitive Beer Gun, a completely different approach to filling bottles. The Therminator Wart Chiller, a new take on a plate chiller that's sized for flow, performance, and the high groundwater temps homebrewers face every day. The Brewmometer, a brilliant well thermometer design with brewing parameters right on the dial. The auto sparge, ultimate simplicity for preventing an overflow or running your mash tun dry. And much more, like the modular top-tier brewing stand, conical fermenters, and their boiler maker brew pots. With more cutting-edge equipment coming soon, keep up with the latest from Blickman at BlickmanEngineering.com and stay on the cutting edge. Where can you still find 795 Nationwide Shipping, a friendly, knowledgeable staff, and all of the stuff to brew for less? Homebrew Stuff. <laughs> Isn't the homebrew stuff a sexual maneuver? Homebrew Stuff is the largest homebrew supplier in the Northwest and can be found in Garden City, Idaho, and online at homebrewstuff.com. Equipment and ingredients for brewing beer and wine, soda and liquors, books, instructional DVDs, beginner kits, and a great selection of grain and hops. Homebrew Stuff also has dozens of free videos online to help make brewing easier. Easier. Visit homebrewstuff.com now for the best prices with their match or beat guarantee. BN Army members can take 10% off their first order with the coupon code BN Army. Kegs, regulators, faucets, towers, carboys, conicals, barrels, you name it. Get your homebrew stuff for less at homebrewstuff.com. Homebrew stuff, <laughs> not a sexual maneuver. Just the best prices and great service on all the stuff you need. Homebrewstuff.com. Hey, my brewing brothers and sisters, this is Jamel Zanishef, and I love a bold, hoppy beer, one that spits resin in your face and makes you cry, uncle. 
There are a lot of great hoppy beers out there, but at Heretic, we want to make something as bold, dank, and resiny as possible. We use hops at every chance we get, including multiple dry hop additions. The result is Heretic Evil Cousin. This light golden, 8% Imperial IPA has an easy malt character that helps take the edge off the massive bittering, but it takes a backseat to the in-your-face hop character. We make sure this beer finishes dry so the hops can jump out and slam me in the taste buds. If you can't get enough hoppy goodness, Evil Cousin is your cup of tea. Cheers. What'd you get? More brewing ingredients? Yep. You know what I love about Brewmaster's Warehouse? The $6.99 shipping. Well, yeah, but... Oh, the in-store classes for beginning brewers. Yeah, that's cool, but... Oh, oh, the brew builder. Creating and saving your recipes online is... Awesome! No, I'm... Yes, but... The cheese-making supplies. No. Oh, the wine-making supplies. Oh, the distilling equipment and liquor flavorings. All that stuff is awesome, yes, but what I really love is that the guy who runs it is totally hot. And, and that brew builder software is awesome. Oh, yeah. Brewmaster's Warehouse brings you flat rate shipping on great equipment and ingredients to make beer, wine, cheese, and spirits at brewmasterswarehouse.com. And if you're in Georgia, stop by Brewmaster's Warehouse Monday through Saturday from 10 to 6. Visit brewmasterswarehouse.com today because it's totally hot. Oh, yeah. Since the first time the Brewing Network microphones turned on, more beer was behind it. More Beer sponsors the programming on the BN because, like you, they love brewing. And like the Brewing Network, they love sharing their knowledge. Morebeer.com isn't just a website to place your next equipment or ingredient order. Morebeer.com also gives you access to free beer information that will make you a better brewer. Go to morebeer.com and click into the Learning Center. You'll find podcasts, technical facts, video tutorials, and more, including access to The Buzz, more beer social network of more than 5,000 members. And some of them might even be crazier about beer than you are. Get over to morebeer.com today and take advantage of the buzz, the forum, the learning center, and make sure you're signed up to receive the newest More Beer catalog. More Beer, bringing you absolutely everything for beer making. Back to the two guys that know how to turn beer into beer. This is Brew Strong. All right, we're back. <coughs> we're doing a live Q&A show with plenty of beer. Uh, Kevin from Denver, Colorado writes, Hey, Jamel. Hey, John. Love the hey. show. Big fan. I think that's how Kevin sounds. Yeah, we'd love to hear that. I, I have a question concerning sugars in beer, such as honey, Belgian candy syrup, uh, etc. How does it work with the beer wort, mostly? And what are some benefits to using these sugars? I haven't been able to get a clear answer, even from Balmer's How to Brew. <gasps> now, this is the book that I tell everybody, you know, all the answers are in there. Me too. Well, you know, and you... <laughs> You should, you should, uh, you know, you should check that first. But apparently, he did, and uh, either he's uh, unable he wants to, to know how it works mostly. Uh, big fan, by the way. This is the book that got me started and interested in brewing. Any help or advice would be very much appreciated. Thank you, and brew strong, Kevin, Denver, Colorado. Okay, well, now why? So the question is, why such a failing in how to brew? Unable to answer this poor man's question. Uh, you know, I've I've been accused of you not, drink. Yeah, you drink. Or least. not? I've been accused of not having a keen grasp of the obvious. <laughs> okay. So, yes. Um. So I may have forgotten to put in there uh, why you would use simple sugars in the beer. Hmm. Um. But we talk about it all the time. Yeah. But uh, you know, we'll just we'll recap. And uh, reasons you use simple sugars in the beer, and uh, such as honey. Or gluc and uh, table sugar and uh, other sugars. Um, one, they thin down the body of the beer. Um, so uh, double IPA is a good example. Well, hold on a second. Not not necessarily. They don't. They don't necessarily thin down the body. Okay. Without um, because I would think that um, 
you know, uh, if you discounted the gravity, I, I would think for the same starting gravity, right? it is a thinner body than if you used all malt. Yes, that is what I intended to say. Yes. Because somebody asked me about that later on. They're like, uh, you know, so how does it thin the body? You know? Yeah. And I'm so, like, well, compared to... Barley, sugar, yeah, maltose. Right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. Um, th- your simple sugars, honey, etc., uh, don't have the protein that um, uh, barley wort does, mm-hmm. and there. So when it ferments, um, you get uh, less uh, gravity. Your final gravity is much lower, right? And uh, the alcohol so, also has this, kind of a, a lowering of the yeah. body effect, right? Less and, dense. Uh, yeah, you, you you just end up with alcohol, right? Essentially, yeah. So that's that's one reason you use simple sugars in a beer is to re- reduce the body of the beer. Um, you use it to change the flavor profile a little bit, uh, make the beer such in the case say in the case of say Belgian Golden Strong, uh-huh. um, you know, or Belgian Triple. Uh, the use of sugars uh, helps, um, you know. In, Besides reducing the body, you also tends to kind of brighten the flavor. You mm-hmm. get a little, you get a little more of the sweet alcohol flavor comes to the fore, uh, as opposed to the um, the, bar, the malt flavors. Yeah, different sugars when fermented produce different flavors, right? As well, because the, of the, the yeast have you know involvement of the enzymes and it's you right. know, everything's and yeast all these flavors are enzyme right. produced. So yeah. right. So um, yeah, but. but Honey, Belgian candy sugar, different different flavors from using either. Mm-hmm. Uh, palm sugar is another example of uh, a, a sugar that can produce some interesting flavors. And if you read Randy Mosher's Radical Brewing, it, it's a real good guide to uh, using some simple sugars in different beer recipes. There you go. Apparently, because it's not in uh, How to Brew. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm going to so, start uh, recommending a different book. I don't know. <laughs> but as we were saying in the last uh, question uh, that we had, um, it helps to put those sugars in, depending on the overall percentage in the beer, in the wort, uh, helps to maybe feed them towards the end, later in the fermentation, because yeast, uh, as a general rule, ferment simple sugars like glucose and sucrose first. Um, then they will, then they'll go after the maltose, where they have to secrete a maltase enzyme to break that down into glucoses. Mm-hmm. Um, and the maltotriose, the three sugar, uh, sugar. So, uh, if you use a massive amount of simple sugars, these yeah, kind of get lazy. Yeah, they get lazy and they don't ferment the, the maltose and maltotriose. So that's why we recommend if you're using a lot of sugar, put them in towards the end of the fermentation. Let the, the main beer wort ferment first. Well, and, uh, like, uh, John was saying, uh, Randy Mosier's, uh, Radical Brewing has a, a great uh, uh, deal of information about simple sugars, different kinds of sugars uh, in brewing. And uh, that and How to Brew and uh, a bunch of other books you can get from uh, the AHA website. They, they, uh, good, it's the Brewers call. Association that, that publishes all those books. And uh, it's the – and you can get from the Brewing Network as well. But, um, you know, one of the things the AHA does besides, you know, uh, working on – you know, producing these books and uh, the Zymergy magazine, which is which is excellent, pub discount program, uh, National Homebrewers Conference, National Homebrewers Competition, uh, just so many many different things that they do. They support uh, the homebrewers in uh, you know watching out for um, you know governmental changes, things like that, right. regulations, and they are the really, ones that help pass homebrewing laws in Mississippi right. and mm-hmm. uh, Oklahoma. Yeah, they they assist in that, and that's um, you know one of the one of the most important things that I think they do. They're they're kind of your advocate out there watching for it. So that's one of the reasons that I'm, uh, or several reasons why I am a lifetime member, and John is also. Right. It's just uh, you know a great organization and and worthy of of your support. I think. So uh, if you get a chance, go to the uh, Brain Network site, check out the uh, join the AHA link there. And uh, if you do, and you sign up through that through that link, uh, the Brain Network actually gets a chunk back. So you get a great uh, magazine, you get great support, you get uh, you know uh, people looking out for homebrewing, and um, uh, the Brain Network gets a little chunk to help support this program. So everybody wins. 
All right. Uh, what's the what's the next one, John? Well, let's see what we got here. Hey guys, uh, this is from uh, Garrett Caldwell. Um, over the summer, I brewed a Dortmunder Export. It's a recipe I've brewed several times before and had competition success with. However, this batch wasn't quite right. It had a distinct DMS note to it. Other than the corn flavor, everything else was fine. The beer was quite drinkable. In fact, one medals as an American lager, but it was supposed to be a Dortmunder. Um, he goes on to say that he brewed the beer using the same beer procedures he usually does, 90-minute boil, fast whirlpool chill, lots of yeast and controlled fermentation. Same malt supplier, uh, Roar. Um, I notice he doesn't say what yeast strain uh, mm-hmm. he used or if it was the same yeast strain as it, he'd always used, but... Uh, mm-hmm. The only difference from previous batches was that I switched from using the mill at the homebrew shop and purchased his own mill, uh, which had a finer crush. So he wonders if the difference in the milling or the crush size could be a factor that uh, brought more DMS to the beer. Hmm. I wouldn't think so, but I I, I suppose it's theoretically possible that more SMM is... uh made available somehow through By a finer crush. crush maybe yeah. you know if he's getting better efficiency or something like that i would i would think that that's not the case either you know his boil changed his evaporation rate changed or something like that atmospheric yeah. conditions or perhaps um you know it could be bacterial yeah. uh cause for that or it could be um you know uh, you know a, a number of different factors, but I think um, yeah. the mill and, is and not it could, likely. It could be. I mean, even if it's uh, the same maltster, mm-hmm. if it was a different lot of malt, sure, the malt has changed. Yeah, yeah, yeah different batch uh, of uh, malt, and and that could have uh, more of the precursor, right? And maybe uh, the previous boil was good enough to drive off enough um, and not be an issue, right? Yeah, yeah, that could be, and and that's one of the things you know. Uh, you brew a beer and everything, you know, turns out fine. You win awards and you think, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm great at this. in, yeah. Right. You know, you have to be able to repeat that. It's not until you can repeat brewing a great beer, repeat your success, that you really have control of your process, that you're really a great brewer. I see people, do, you know, they're, they're yeah. like, oh, you know, I won best of show. It's like, well. You randomly got lucky, you know, on something, and then you know, can you repeat it? Can you do that over and over again with that, you know, same beer, or even with you know, perhaps with different beers? You know, you can show. That's that's when when kind of the, the rubber hits the road. Yeah, but uh, it's the mark of a good brewer, right? Until you, um, until you can do that. Not that we're not you, that we're just you know, on Garrett here. No, no, no. I'm, I'm just saying. Uh, you know, I've heard that uh, from people sometimes where. Uh, it sounds like Garrett, uh, you know, is, is one of a bunch, but, uh, um, you know, when somebody wins one and they think, oh, that's good enough, it's like, well, you know, you need to be able to repeat it. And sometimes it's these little changes that you need to deal with and figure out, you know, sometimes yeah. Yeah. it worked out okay, sometimes not. Yeah, so. that's a good good point. Yeah. Okay. All righty. I got one from uh, Vernon Brown. Werner uh, Brown? Yeah, Werner Brown. Speaking of Brown, he says, uh, do you know if Iotaphor loses its potency with time? I have noticed that after 15 to 20 minutes of sanitizing my equipment, the water Iotaphor soup changes from a light amber color to clear. Is Iotaphor losing its potency, or is the color nothing to worry about? Thanks for all the help that you guys provide. Hmm. Well, um, I seem to recall being told that if the Idafor loses its color, it is not as effective. Or yeah, it, it depends because it's um, it'll off gas as well, so it does yeah. lose its effectiveness. If it's disappearing that quick, either your sanitizing water uh, your, that you've made up with is too hot, yeah. and it's off gassing. You, yeah, you want to use cold uh, water for that because. If it's hot, it'll drive off uh, the iodophor pretty quick. Um, but if you are putting unclean items in there or items that would bond with the iodophor, right. it'll pull it right out as well. Right. So if you have something that's Dirty. covered in protein or starch or something like that, the iodophor is going to bond to that, and it's going to suck it all out of there. If you leave it in the sun, the sun will drive it off too or, or kind of like denature it or something. So. 
uh, yeah, you have to. Um, and they, they, you know, when you buy the uh, larger jugs of Iota Four, mm-hmm. uh, there's a thing on it, a little coupon usually uh-huh. that says, uh, uh, you know, send this in for twenty five free test strips or whatever. Oh, and you can use that to test your Iota Four to make sure it's, it's in the uh, still in the active yeah. appropriate range. Ah, uh, you know what? You know what is in the appropriate range? Uh, that uh, great DVD from uh, the Brew Network uh, from uh, Homebrew U. The Brew Network is Homebrew U. They've got this uh, great uh, DVD that they made with uh, Matt Brennelson, Justin, Matt Brennelson, and all the rest of the crew. JP, are you in that in that video? <coughs> Naked. Excuse me. I I think I'm in there somewhere. In these videos, I'm the one doing all like the the cleaning and the prepping and the filling all the hard and transferring work. and all that kind of bullshit. It's not like the show, or not this show, but the session. Um, <laughs> but uh, so I'm there a couple times. You see my beautiful face. I need to class up the the DVD a little bit. Yeah, but for the most part, it's it's Jay sitting there and listening to Matt talk about um, Matt Bruno sitting Bert there. Well, you're doing all the uh, cleaning and hauling and uh, the actual brewing part? Yeah, basically. Yes. And then uh, we have one uh, coming up with Dan Gordon from Gordon Biersch about uh Where Dan's sitting there, Justin's sitting there, and you're in the background doing all the work? Well, well, that's true, but at least on this one we had three hot chicks come oh, in, and so that's fun. But uh, the pale ale is good information. Right. right. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure. No hot chicks, but good info. Right. Yeah. You know, Matt Brindleson, he's a genius of uh, of the brewing world and uh, yeah. you know, a genius, is, especially if anything hop related in that their pale ales at Firestone Walker are um, beyond reproach. Yeah. I'm so. excited. Their, uh, their Pivo Pills mm-hmm. is coming to bottles finally. Nice. That's a beer that Matt yeah. just That's always kind of made because he liked drinking Pilsners and they mm-hmm. don't really, they right. just had it released at the brewery and like, you know, little places around there. But uh, yeah. Coming, coming to bottles soon. I can't wait for that. Well, and you can uh, pick up a copy of this DVD on pre-sale, uh, $17.95 pre-sale. Uh, once, once the pre-sale is over, you'll be able to pay $19.95 for it. But you order it now, you'll get it in January, and you'll, you'll save yourself a couple of bucks. Oh, so, uh, well, we're, we're with that. Have you all talked about the, the, Brew Network the Brew Network's Homebrew U program much? No. It's a new thing. It's just, uh, you know, we're, we're going to do... Uh, contact um, commercial brewers who are perceived to be brewing like the you know the perfect example of this one particular yeah, style. Kind of stand out. That's why they haven't exactly. invited, invited us. Uh, right. Yeah. I, that's why I didn't get the memo. Yeah. Maybe. But, uh, maybe. <laughs> maybe. Maybe we'll invite you when when we do Belgian table beers with bread or something. There we go. <laughs> but I mean, I, I, well, my point was that yeah. uh, bringing up. I mean, the home. This is a. It's a new kind of program or aspect of the brewing network yeah and uh inviting uh as we say you know the the uh, some of the paragons of the brewing industry into talk about specific beers specific beer styles and uh producing these dvds that are really full of great information oh they're they're good I've well, got they're to, full of it that's for sure i'm going to watch a couple <laughs> rough cuts of the of, of both dvds that we have in the can so far and it uh they're pretty good i mean matt you know he's just talking there's a part he's talking about hops and it's like He's giving out all these information, but he's just just talking. You know, uh-huh. he's just kind of like nonchalantly. He could be talking about his day. He could be talking about his dog. He's talking about uh, you know how uh, you know alpha acids work and and how you can layer them into a nice pale ale. And it's just like it's like nothing. You yeah. know, it's nothing to this guy. He, oh, he knows yeah. what he's doing. That's but it's amazing the, information. For that's the rest how of he us, is. Yeah. yeah. When you, when you talk to him, he's just uh, he go on and on with uh, all sorts of great stuff. Let's do this. Let's take a short break, and when we come back, uh, more of your. Great questions right after this. Williams Brewing is your online resource for prompt delivery of quality home brewing supplies. Since 1979, Williams Brewing has offered the finest equipment and freshest ingredients and the best customer service in the business. Cut hours off your brewing sessions by using one of our 11 varieties of famous Williams malt extract. Our Williams Belgian Pale Extract is mashed with pure Belgian two-row malt and a small percentage of Belgian wheat malt for an authentic Belgian character you just can't get from other extracts. Or check out our unique fermenters, two-and-a-half-gallon kegs, paintball tank-based draft beer equipment, bottling aids, and much more. We even have our own line of precision hydrometers. Go to williamsbrewing.com to browse our vast selection. That's williamsbrewing.com. Orders placed by 3.30 p.m. Pacific time ship the same day. 
Brewing is easy. The Williams way. Hi, I'm Jason Harris, the proud owner here at Keystone Homebrew Supply. We're thrilled to be entering our 20th year of supplying this great industry. And to show you, the Brewing Network Army, how much we appreciate your support, we're offering you 10% off your first order on our website, keystonehomebrew.com. Just use coupon code BNARMY at checkout, and I'll get your order out the same day. My goal at Keystone Homebrew Supply has always been to have a complete supply of everything a brewer could want. When you place your order online or when you come into our store, it's our goal to have everything on your list and more. One aspect of KeystoneHomebrew.com that we're really excited about is the ability to fulfill customers' exact grain bills. Do you hate to wait? Keystone Homebrew Supply can get your precious yeast and hops to you within just one day if you live between Connecticut and Virginia and within two days east of the Mississippi. KeystoneHomebrew.com I'm Jason Harris and I approve this message. Hi, I'm Jamel Zanishef, and in addition to my work on the Brewing Network, I write the style profile column in every issue of Brew Your Own magazine. Hi, I'm Sean Paxton, and when I'm not prepping for the homebrewed chef on the Brewing Network, you can find me writing articles on how to cook with your homebrew for Brew Your Own magazine. Greetings, cretins. This is John Palmer, and when I'm not writing for Brew Your Own, I'm reading it. John Palmer, Sean Paxton, Jamil Zanishev. If you love listening to them on the Brewing Network, you'll love reading their articles, tips, and recipes in the pages of Brew Your Own magazine. Join Jamil, John, and Sean eight times a year in Brew Your Own. And when you subscribe to BYO on the Brewing Network website, half of your subscription price goes right back to the BN to support great beer and food programming. So sign up for Brew Your Own magazine through the BN website today so you can listen and read Read your way to better homebrew. When Michael Fairbrothers started Moonlighting, he had no idea how quickly his dream was going to grow. Having homebrewed for 15 years, Michael decided to go pro, but not with beer. While attending his homebrew club meetings, he saw ladies knocking their men out of the way to try his mead. Moonlight Meadery is now two years old and can produce 200,000 bottles a year. It's the first New Hampshire winery to ever distribute to California and Australia. In fact, you can find Moonlight Meadery Meads in Connecticut, Massachusetts, Maine, Rhode Island, Vermont, and New Hampshire. And they ship direct to 17 states. They produce 56 different varieties of mead and are unlike anything you've ever seen on the market. Michael Fairbrother at Moonlight Meadery is a real success story that can make the BN Army proud. Visit Moonlight Meadery in Londonderry, New Hampshire or online at MoonlightMeadery.com. What does craft beer mean to you? Is it a delicious way to support your town's local brewer? Or perhaps it's the perfect beverage to pair with those delicious meals at your favorite restaurant and at home. Regardless of whether you're thinking of pints or pairings, pilsners or porters, craftbeer.com is the site where craft beer lovers come together to learn and share. Craftbeer.com is brought to you by the Brewers Association and celebrates the best of American craft beer and its brewers. Craftbeer.com is the best place to find craft beer events recipes, great feature stories, the most up-to-date brewery listings, and resources for your next beer tasting or dinner, like style guidelines, pairing mats, and charts. Get the inside scoop on new beer releases and special events from today's craft beer insiders and chime in to share your own knowledge, perfect pairings, road trips, recipes, and more. Craftbeer.com, celebrating the best of American beer. Are you a hophead? Beer lovers of all stripes will love Brewers Publications' latest release, IPA, Brewing Techniques, Recipes, and the Evolution of India Pale Ale by Mitch Steele. I wanted to write a book that presented an accurate review of the history of IPA and also provided current technical brewing tips and recipe information. India Pale Ale is a style I love because it has a rich, fascinating history, and today it provides brewers a showcase for all the great new hop varieties that are available. I'm so proud of this book, and I know you'll enjoy all the recipes and thoughts from so many of the world's great IPA brewers. IPA is available now from Brewers Publications at brewerspublications.com and your favorite homebrew store. Order your copy today and take your hot forward beers to the next level. American Homebrewers Association and Brewers Association members receive early notice and special discounts to most Brewers Publication releases. Visit brewerspublications.com to learn more and to find a schedule of author appearances. IPA by Mitch Steele. Get yours today. 
Back to your hosts, Jamil Zainashef and John Palmer. Putting the testicles in technical. This is Brew Strong. All right, we're back. Plum front. It's a pizza and beer afternoon. Thank God you brought a pizza. You'd be dead without it. Beer and pizza. What's better? Uh, sex, beer, and pizza. Okay. Can go with that. All right. Or sex, beer, and pizza, and a good movie. Mm-hmm. Star Wars. Big dump. Okay. <laughs> I go for either inputs or outputs. <laughs> okay. Let's see. Uh, where are we? Um. New, uh, ah, okay, so it's, um, got a question here from Ryan Brown, and he asks, um, I've been doing fast ferment, fast forced ferment tests, mm-hmm. I don't think I can say that any faster, with my batches for the last 15 brews. Consistently, the FFT finishes out a lower final gravity, about six points lower on every test than the main batch. Mm-hmm. I know the FFT will help me determine the limit of attenuation, exactly how fer- fermentable the wort is, and not necessarily what the final gravity of the batch should be or could be. But what's the deal? Is this typical, seeing that there's a huge amount of yeast in the wort in the FFT, um, or am I doing something wrong? Am I not aerating enough or not getting as healthy a fermentation as I should be? Um, so the, the yeast, the, the main beer isn't fermenting now as far as the mm-hmm. FFT. Right. Yeah. Well. Yeah. You know. It's it's normal that. <coughs> Sorry. Your forced ferment will um, attenuate a little bit more than your main batch will. Okay. But you know, depending on the word, depending on the yeast, depending on a lot of different things, um, six sounds like a little too much. Um. So you probably should look for a secondary factor, right? So yeah, you should look at your your main ferment and say, "Am I pitching enough yeast? Is the yeast healthy enough? Uh, is it getting all the appropriate nutrients? Is it getting oxygen, zinc? Temperature might stuff. be an issue too. Uh, fermentation temperature, you know, towards the end of ferment, you know, you know, be or mid point of ferment, start ramping that temperature up and and driving that to to finish. Yeah, all those things will will make a big difference. Now, just uh, Point of uh, order here. Point of fact. Whatever. Uh, how long should the should a this brewer wait before allowing the temperature to ramp up in the towards the end of the fermentation? Are we talking twenty four, forty eight hours? Oh, um, you know, if you're super suppressing the the temperature to start for growth, um, you know, after twenty four, you know, to thirty six hours, you should be up at your whatever your fermentation temperature is. If it's um, if you're not doing that and you're pretty much at your fermentation temperature when you start, uh, what I like to do is when I see things start to slow down at all, or just before I know that they're going to slow down, I knock another degree or two on it okay. uh, every it day or every other day and just start raising it up towards the end so it continues to aggressively ferment. I don't wait until it's slowed down and coming to a stop to raise the temperature. Right. Because then it, it can be kind of late. The, the yeast have kind of uh, done given their, up. Done their business. And, you know, pretty much most everything of what you're going to get flavor-wise is already determined by, you know, how you treated the yeast at the beginning. Okay. And, and I believe those, like, as you said, the, the, the main, the, a, lot of the, a lot of the big flavor compounds are produced in the first <coughs> 12, 24 hours. That's correct? I mean, during the growth uh, determines a lot of it. And there's a lot of enzyme action during that time as well. So that uh, that makes a big difference. Okay. All right, good question. Uh, I got one here from uh, Nathan. Uh, it's a mash pH question. Ah. Uh, Nathan in Appleton, Wisconsin. He says, oh, hello, I was hoping you could help me with measuring and changing mash pH. What are the best options for measuring pH? What do you use? What do you add to the mash to change the pH, and how do you measure the precise quantity to make pH adjustments? Lastly, any great advice on how to make sure the pH meter stays in good shape and works correctly? Any other gems you would like to add? 
Hmm. Okay, well, um, a pH meter is uh, definitely better than pH test strips. Um, and by pH test strips, uh, those are an order of magnitude better than litmus paper um, that you may be, you know, get in chemistry class at school or something. Um, good, good pH test papers uh, are very useful. Um, you can buy them from a lot of the a lot of the big you know, homebrew shops. I forget the darn name of them are the uh, fast strips or something like that. But yeah, the German. Yeah, the, the but they're strips. very specific. They're they're a small mm-hmm. piece of uh, right. test paper on a plastic tab. That you I've used in. those. They're really good. They're a little pricey, but uh, you can actually cut them in half. Yeah, uh, you know, up the long direction of the strip and uh, yeah. use it. Use get two out of them. I've uh, come across uh, researchers that cut them in thirds and wow. use them. So yeah. it just makes it harder to read. Yeah, because it's smaller. Right. But those those are pretty accurate. Um, the, one of the keys in using uh, pH test strips, though, is that your wort has to be at room temperature before you measure it. The color indicators on those strips are uh, intended to work, or they're calibrated for room temperature. And by room temperature, I mean somewhere around 70 degrees Fahrenheit. Um, 20 degrees C. Um, the great thing about it is it takes very little work to do. So right. you can get yourself like a quarter teaspoon mm-hmm. and uh, dip the wort in that. Put it on a touch plate. It, touch it to oh, you put it on a plate or you can just touch it to an ice cube. You know, get a metal oh, one, yeah. touch it to an ice cube. Almost instantly, <laughs> it's down <laughs> to room temperature. Yeah, And then you can dip the pad in the, the quarter teaspoon and that'll do it. That's a good point. For a pH meter... <laughs> Um, you know, you need to, you need to calibrate your pH meter. Uh, you need to keep your, uh, your electrode wet between uses, um, their storage solution. And even the ones that say they're temperature correcting, right? They're not really, they just work at higher temperatures. They don't, it doesn't destroy them to work them at higher temperatures. It's not adjusting for temperature because if there is no thermometer there that it's measuring the temperature with and mm-hmm. feeding back to a different, uh, you know, that a lot of them are just. If it doesn't have a thermometer, what you're saying, it's not really compensating for temperature. Yeah, a lot. Of, uh, I mean, there may be some that that do, but um, mm-hmm. the the ones that I've got that actually adjust for temperature and give you a temperature corrected reading mm-hmm. have a thermometer probe, right, and a pH probe, right, and then you get the. It, it adjusts and, and gives you the correct reading. Yeah. Other ones that are ATC, they just work at those higher temperatures, and you need to kind of take that into account. Yeah. And so what what we're saying is if the if the pH meter doesn't have a thermometer probe built into it, you know, so that that goes in the, that goes yeah. in the sample as well, right? That uh, just, to measure the temperatures, just in, check and make sure. Yeah. But um, though the uh, that type of pH meter that has a separate thermometer probe that you put in the sample mm-hmm. will adjust for temperature and it will yep. tell you the actual pH of your sample at the temperature the sample is. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you're if you're in the mash, let's say you take you stick you know both your probes in the mash where it's at 150 degrees, for instance. Um, it will tell you the pH of that mash at that temperature, and that temperature is going to be about 0.3 pH units um, lower than what the room temperature reading would be. Mm-hmm. And when you look at all the literature out there for yeah, what mash pH, pH should be... based on, on temperature. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And all the literature talks about mash pH temperature at room temperature. Mm-hmm. It's on samples of work that have been cooled. To mm-hmm. room temperature, not at mash temperature. Mm-hmm. So uh, those are a couple of important distinctions. Well, I've read that question one more time. I'm not sure if we touched on all the parts. Um, of it. Help distracted. me with measuring and changing mash pH. Changing ah, okay. mash pH. We've got a whole show called the the water water gasm, or a whole five shows. Yeah, and uh, that that can help you with that measuring pH. Um, what do you add to the mash to change the pH? Water gasm. Uh, how do you measure precise quantity to make pH adjustments? Um, good gram scale. Yeah, if if it's good for measuring cocaine, it's good for measuring uh, <laughs> salt additions. Yeah, 
Get a, you can go to the post office, buy a postal scale, go to a, a, eBay. Yeah, eBay, or you can go to Bed Bath & Beyond or you know Office Depot. I mean, there, there's a lot of digital gram scales on the mm-hmm. market now. Uh, but be careful because the range on them, sometimes people want to get these ones with these huge ranges that go up to right. like you know 10 pounds so they right. can weigh out grains as well. The problem is those don't aren't very good for weighing out uh, small quantities of salts because right. they're they tend to be very inaccurate in those smaller ranges until right. they get past a certain amount and, and some of them they'll even tell you until you get past like twenty eight grams like an ounce it's not not that accurate and so um, you want to avoid those from weighing out salts. A good thing is a, a, a triple beam scale you can get right. those cheap too yeah. Um, uh, and those those are highly accurate, and uh, they're they're accurate across uh, a wide range. Um, advice on how to make sure the pH meter stays in good shape: uh, rinse it off in uh, uh, clean uh, water uh, after every use, and then uh, store it in uh, probe storage solution. Which um, mm-hmm. you can use a neutral solution, or they have special solutions for storing your probe. Um, and just keep in mind the 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 cheaper pH meters and the cheaper probes, they will go bad uh, fairly quick. Yeah, after and about a year. Even if you don't use them, mm-hmm. uh, they need to be replaced. So the pH meter is expensive in that in that regard. Uh, sometimes you can kind of recondition them if they've dried out and, and get them to work again, but uh, they do wear out. So your, your cheapest option is the high-quality pH strips. Um, but even those will go bad over time, too. So... Um, but much longer and much more durable than the uh, pH meters. So if you're brewing a lot, then you need uh, need some pH meter. And again, uh, eBay on that one is always good. Good stuff. Okay. Let's see. Well, our next question is really more of a show topic suggestion. Um, nice dude from Canada, uh, Ace Paradise. He says... Um, Jamil, John, and the rest of the Brewing Network, thanks for years of free knowledge. Um, my brewing has improved tenfold. However, my wife and kids think I need another hobby other than listening to the Brewing Network. I disagree. <laughs> he says he makes mostly meads and ciders because his uh, local homebrew shop is uh, won't order a lot of the beer stuff, and Northern Brewer won't ship to Canada. Well, more beer, more beer will. Um. But he says he wants to step up his game a bit. He says, as much as I'd like to spice things up in the bedroom, I really want to spice things up on my fermenter first. The problem is I really don't know how. I was hoping Bruce Strong could do a show on spicing. ID, um, how to spice, when to spice, uh, how much and what yeast go best with spicing, and what strains to avoid. I would also be curious about to know about spice stability. Thanks for all your hard work. Ah, well... There's a show called The Jamel Show that we also do on the Brewing Network. Yeah. And uh, we did a spice beer show. There's a whole, there's 80 shows there. Right. That deal with all the BJCP styles. And one of them's on spice beers. So, That's in the Brewing Network archives, right? Yeah, yep. You go to thebrewingnetwork.com, click on the Jamel Show tab, and then you can search for spice. And that should come up. Uh, you probably get a couple shows. There's uh, like a holiday show, I think, and a couple others. But um, yeah, there's a wealth of information on the Brewing Network. And I think uh, the Sunday session, I think they did a spice beer show as well. So, you know, lots of good information out there. You know, check yeah. that out. Um, and then um, if you're uh, a BYO subscriber, Brew Your Own Magazine. Uh, I did a spice beer uh, style column for that. I did the style profile column for Brio Magazine for the last five years or so. And I did uh, what I thought was a really nice uh, article on uh, doing spice beers and how to do them and uh, doing uh, tinctures and things like that. So uh, go back through those archives and, and check that out. That was a good one as well. And okay. Brew Your Own's a sponsor of the Brewing Network. You can actually go to thebrewingnetwork.com and you can click on the Brew, uh, the Brew Your Own Magazine link. And when you subscribe to that link, the Brewing Network gets half of your subscription price back. So wow. it goes to support the shows. You get a great magazine. Um, great way to go about it. So uh, check that out if you get a chance. All right. 
Let's take a short break, and when we come back, we'll wrap up this uh, interesting Q&A show right after this. BN Army, Hop Tech has a great discount waiting for you. Do you often find it difficult to find specific specialty ingredients for your homebrew recipes? Well, listen to this. Hop Tech stocks 59 different grains to choose from, 39 varieties of pellet hops, and 8 kinds of holy pops. And Hop Tech not only carries Y yeast and White Labs yeast for you, but also Fermentus, 04, 5, 6, 23, 33, and T58 Belgian yeast, plus Cooper's Nottingham and Windsor yeasts. Got your recipe ready to go? Pick up some great brew gear like new long and short sleeve shirts, games, and more. HopTech's new website is being updated every day with new items. If you don't see it, call the shop. They're open six days a week. BN Army and AHA members get a 10% discount, and active military personnel get 15% off. Visit HopTech.com today for great selection, great service, and a great discount. HopTech.com. That's it. I've had it. I am never putting hops in my beer again. What? Why? It's just too ridiculous. Insane prices, stupid contracts, high shipping costs, crappy selection. Dude, you need Nico Brew. Nico Brew will rock your f***ing face right the f*** off your f***ing skull. $5 shipping to all 50 states, plus fantastic international rates get you low prices on Nico Brew's great selection of hops and more. Whether you're a home brewer, a pro brewer, or a homebrew shop owner, Nico Brew can get you the hops you need in increments big and small, single orders, spot buys, or full contracts. And there's only one place to join the uber-special Secret Elite Bare Bones Club where you'll get the best deals anywhere. Holy f***ing shit! NicoBrew.com N-I-K-O-B-R-E-W Nico Brew, your bare bones buddy in the brewing business. Tonight is the night. We bring the creature to life, Dr. Blitzenstein? Yes, J.P. Lord. Everything is perfect for my next fermented creation. My daughter, the storm is too far away. We'll never have enough power to isomerize the creature's alpha <laughs> Yes, J.P. Lord. We will. For I have in my possession the Tower of Power! Glickman's new Tower of Power is the evolution of automation. Control hot liquor, sparge, and mash temps like a pro. The Tower of Power is a high-quality gas-fired rim system that works with your current brewing setup. With ultra-precision, the tower can hold your mash to one-half of a degree Fahrenheit. Precision and repeatability. The Tower of Power is the answer to automatic, fast ramp times. See more at BlickmanEngineering.com. Bring your next creation to life with the Tower of Power. Dr. Blickman's with the Tower of Power, you can probably give me an afternoon at the pub to Enjoy a pint? Don't be silly, J.P. Gore. We have beer to brew. When I order a beer, I want my server to know more about it than I do. I want someone who enjoys good beer and loves helping others enjoy it, too. I want someone who knows how to pour a perfect pint for any beer style. I want a Cicerone. The Cicerone certification program is creating the type of people who help you enjoy great beer. Home brewers and craft beer lovers know beer is more flavorful and complex than ever, and it takes some serious knowledge to store and serve beer right. Cicerones, no beer. There are three levels in the Cicerone program. Certified Beer Server, Certified Cicerone, and Master Cicerone. Cicerones are truly the sommeliers of beer. The best beer locations have a certified Cicerone on staff. Relaxed and unpretentious, Cicerones are tested on storing and serving beer, beer styles, flavor and tasting, the brewing process and ingredients, and pairing food with beer. Learn more about your next beer guide at Cicerone.org. Certified Cicerone, because it takes top talent to present a perfect pint. All right, BN Army, it's trivia time. What's the only homebrew shop with over 1,000 recipe kits, $4.99 shipping on orders over 100 bucks, and is also home of the Wolf Shirt? The one and only answer is Austin Homebrew Supply. For over 20 years, they've specialized in creating recipes such as the best-selling Texas Blonde Ale, Apocalypso, Hot Bomb 2.0, and Double Chocolate Stout. And they just recently unveiled their small grain kits that produce one gallon of beer. Visit Austin Homebrew Homebrew.com to browse their extensive catalog of equipment and ingredients. They also have many clone recipes of your favorite commercial beers. They're the exclusive retailer of Brew Vent Yeast Fuel as well, Yeast Nutrient, and the all-new Body 
builder. Follow Austin Homebrew Supply on Google Plus to participate in video hangouts on popular brewing topics. So visit AustinHomebrew.com today and make sure you sign up for their weekly email with news and specials. Austin Homebrew Supply, AustinHomebrew.com. A vial of White Labs yeast is the key to your best beer. When you open a vial of White Labs yeast, you're giving your beer its best chance for a perfect fermentation. In addition to their already incredible variety of yeasts, White Labs is proud to announce WLP 90, San Diego's Super Yeast, now available year-round. WLP 90 is super clean, super fast fermenting, with low esters and has a neutral flavor and aroma profile. It's alcohol tolerant and highly flocculent. For more of the latest White Labs news, click over to whitelabs.com, where you can read reviews of yeast, learn in the lab section, and join the customer club. And if you should find yourself in San Diego, White Labs has a brand new training facility for craft brewers and home brewers alike. Whitelabs.com. Discover yeast, nutrients, enzymes, and more for commercial breweries, home brewers, and homebrew stores. White Labs. It's all in the vial. To the beer guys that make other beer guys look like wine guys. Brew strong. All right, we're back. We're back. Thanks to uh, all our fine sponsors, and uh, Adam and Eve is uh, is one of them. Yep, they've they've, uh, been, they've been a fine sponsor for a couple of years now. Haven't yeah, they? a few years at least. Yeah. Uh, been real fantastic, I tell you. The deal that they have going is really hard to beat. Uh, Even with a stick. Yeah, with it in many, many different ways. Yeah. Uh, you go to adamandeve.com. You're going to order just about any one item. You'll get that 50% off. All you got to do is use the offer code Jamil, J-A-M-I-L. Get 50% off on one item. They're going to throw in three free adult DVDs. You get to choose from genres such as anal, amateur, Asian, big breasts, big butts, bisexual, chunky, coeds, fetish, gay, interactive, POV, lesbian, milfs, etc. Ah. And uh, they're going to throw in another free sensual gift. Okay. They're going to throw in free shipping. Free shipping. So the Good. only thing you're paying for is 50% of the price of some one item, which is already, you know, fairly priced. Right. So you're getting that half off, and then you get all this other stuff for free. That's it. That's your total, some total of your cost. So if you got any in- interest at all in uh, adult uh, entertainment uh, products, uh, give mm-hmm. it a Or uh, other DVDs? Or? I have never heard a bad thing about them from anybody, as far as ordering and fulfillment and customer yeah. service and the products. Maybe it's just that people are too embarrassed to say anything about it. <laughs> I don't know. But... Uh, yeah, every, uh, as far as I know, every every customer is a happy one. Yep. So uh, go check it out, uh, adamandeve.com, and you can even uh, shop from your phone. Uh, check out adamandeve.com from your mobile phone or m.adameve.com if some some reason it doesn't forward. Yep. Check them out today. They're, they're great. Well, another uh, fine episode of Bruce Strong. We... Uh, got some really good questions in i yeah. think uh you know if you've got questions for us here at brew strong uh you send can send in. those in yeah bruce strong at the brewing network.com check out the brewing network.com there's a lot of goodies on there that uh if uh, you find something that that suits your needs for uh yourself or present for a, for a loved one uh, that all goes to the bottom line of the brewing network so you go there right. and you buy a copy of john's uh, very excellent how to brew if you don't have one you should uh, there's a lot of other great books in there. There's uh, Mitch Steele's IPA book, which I think is I really like that a book. great, a yeah. great book on IPAs. You, everybody who's interested in IPA should have one. Yep. Uh, there's shirts, there's hats, there's uh, lots the, of goodies in there. The Stan Hieronymus Brewing with Wheat book with on wheat. sale right now for twelve ninety five. There you go. That's a good book too. Bucks. That's that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, lunch meat shirts, uh, Bruce Strong shirts. Yep. Uh, Got new the new Bruce, Bruce Strong. Yeah. yeah. All sorts of goodies in there, and you can uh, also sign up for things like uh, Brew Your Own Magazine, like I mentioned earlier. Yep. Sign up for that. Half of that price goes to the Brewing Network and all that stuff. You know, it's, it's not just to sell you a bunch of stuff. It's uh, really done to support the Brewing Network. and So Keep you get you some good goodies yeah. uh, as long, along with uh, a bunch of free, uh, great free information. So uh, check it out. And help 
helps uh, support us, and that helps us support you. So, till then, Bruce Strong. Bruce Strong, everybody. <laughs>